welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Silwan here coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama nearing the end of a long, about three-week journey, traveling all over the United States. This is not a happy Pilgrim's Odyssey today. Hopefully, it will be a hopeful one. A hopeful one. Sometimes, when you're hopeless, the only comfort you can find is understanding you're not the only one who has felt that way. Yet, even when that faint bit of connectedness is all you can find, even it is not enough to satisfy and offers little reprieve. And if your hopelessness increases and you run out of answers, maybe, just maybe, you might see suicide as a solution to your problem. The last few days, our community in Indiana was rocked by the suicide of a young man, just 15, son of missionaries, happened overseas where they were serving in South Africa. From across an ocean half the world away, there were many tears, much confusion and sadness. Thankfully, there was an outpouring of support for the family. Right now, we're in the middle of a big fundraiser to bring them home where they can bury their son. Now, even though it's a topic I speak on almost every week somewhere in this big country of ours, even with this frequency, man, every time a life gives up to this whore of suicide, man, it's poignant even more so now, family that I know. The kid I watched play basketball who's in our basketball program here. Now, on a day like this, in a moment like this, what would I have you consider? Here's what I want you to consider. And these aren't going to be easy words. I don't like it when someone says, take something tragic like this and tries to put up some quippy response. It'll all be good. It'll all work for God's glory. I don't know. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. That family's going to carry that weight to the day they die. But maybe we can learn from this. Maybe we can move forward to help and find others who might be hopeless. So here are a few things I want you to consider. Suicide is the result of what I call lonely logic. You know, it's that logic when you're little and you think there's a monster in your closet. And the longer you stay in bed with the covers up around your chin, the bigger and the meaner that monster gets. And it's only when your mom opens the door and you can look in that you realize there ain't no monster in there. I got no reason to be scared. Alone in your head, you can go to scary, lonely, hopeless places. And when you're in the midst of that lonely logic, you might begin to think, that suicide is the only solution to your despair. Now, the greater the pain that we have, the greater the despair when we 
feel like there's nothing we can do about the pain. It tends to make us isolated, alone. Makes it even harder to ask for help. Makes it even harder to find someone that can open that closet, help us with our fear. And there might even actually be a monster in that closet, but it sure is easier to face it with somebody else. Now, moments like this happen, and people love saying, if you need to talk to me, call me. Oh, I'll be there for you. Oh, look at all of us together, coming together after this. But why does it take the death of a 15-year-old for people to come together so intimately, so prayerfully? Why? Why does it take that? I want you to ask yourself this. How well do you really know your friends and family? I mean, really, how well? I mean, do you see them at events? Do you pass by them at church? Do you eat supper and then go in your own separate ways? Or, I mean, do you really sit down over a cup of coffee and go, how was your day? How are your kids doing? How's your faith? What are you struggling with? What scares you? What are you afraid of? Do you do that? Do you know that about your family and friends? You probably don't. Do you stop to sit still and just listen to them? Just listen. Just to be present. Do you take the time to know their dreams and their struggles, their triumphs and their sorrows, their disappointments and their joys? Do you? Because if you're not in that space, I promise you, you're probably not going to see a suicide coming or depression coming or just somebody being miserable and being able to help them with it. Typically, we're only going to see it at the end of the line when it impacts their family, when it impacts their work when maybe they kill themselves. And then we go, let's act. And who really knows you? Anyone? When's the last time someone came to you and just said, I want to know everything going on in your life. What's keeping you up at night? What are you worried about? What are you scared of? What are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? How often does that happen? When's the last time someone did that to you? And if you can't remember, and if it hasn't happened recently, who knows you? Who really could see and help you out of your hopelessness? You see, my friends, suicide is a disease of disconnectedness. And it's evil father despair. And never before has our world been more disconnected. There's so many things to separate us. The obvious ones, phones computer screens, the less obvious ones. People don't go to clubs together, not as many people go to church. School's crazy busy, your day's crazy busy. I mean, th think of how your life is just consumed with like get up and go to work and run errands and move the kids. I mean, when, when do you ever have time to just sit still and stop and talk and be there with somebody? If we don't do something, to get connected. If you don't do something to get connected with the people that you love, the people that you care about, the people that you would want to help, nothing's changing. We've never had more counselors, psychologists, drugs, therapies, 1-800 numbers. But it all gets worse. Suicide's not better. Depression's not better. You know why? Because in spite of all those tools to address it, we're just picking up the mess. We're picking up the pieces. We're not recognizing what's causing it all to happen more than anything else. And it's 
being disconnected, being alone, being alone. And alone can lead to hopelessness and hopelessness can lead to despair and despair can lead to suicide. Don't just think because you love your kids, you're really connected with them. Don't just think because you love your friends, you're really connected with them. Don't just think because you love the people you work with and go to church with, you're really connected with them. Because if you don't take the time to sit down and be present with them and to listen to them and to know what's going on inside them and to ask them direct questions, you're not. You don't know them. So don't sit there. When this stops... You go act. You be proactive. Relationships are suicide prevention. It is the best medicine. Now, I'm not going to give you a Bible verse today, like most people do when something like this happens, because I know what God wants you to do. He doesn't want you to find some inspirational Bible verse that's going to make you feel better in this time of pain. You know what he wants you to do? He wants you to love your neighbor. He wants you to know and love each other and to be with each other and to listen to each other all the time, all the time, not just in the bad times, but so you're ready for the bad times. So if God forbid it is somebody who is becoming hopeless and full of despair and looking for answers and maybe suicide is one of them, that you are already doing what you got to do to be close to them. So maybe they're not alone with their lonely logic. We are stronger together, my friends. If you're going to aim high, do it with another. If you're going to spread your wings, do it with another. And alone, it's hard to keep your eyes on the things that matter. It's a lot easier to keep your eyes on the things that don't matter, to let the dark things drag you down. But you and me and our families and our friends, Let's come out of tragedies like this closer and then let's stay that way. Let's remember what it was like to gather in that church and cry. Let's remember what it was like to everybody come to the aid of a friend in, in, in dire need. And let's keep that going. Let's don't stop. Let's not let the world distract us. Let's not let the evils of the age keep us disconnected. And if we do that and we commit ourselves to that, maybe, just maybe, we'll find peace and then we'll help those despairing hopeless alone find the same peace you've been listening to the pilgrim's odyssey make sure you comment share and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine for books videos and more content from me your host please visit silouan.com that is silouan s-i-l-o-u-a-n.com until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.